Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Glad to have you with me tonight, as always. Uh, the playoffs are already in full swing in women's football, and uh, it's going to be uh, another great weekend for women's football. Seems like just yesterday that we got started playing, and, and now that we're down to the playoffs, and the uh, year's almost over. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it seems like the off season was forever, and then uh, when the season gets here, it just literally flew by, you know, and, uh, it's a good thing, I guess, getting hot and, and people up going vacation and things and um, season starting to wind down, and I guess it has for a lot of teams and um, a lot of these um, girls that are not bought in 100% on a lot of these teams are getting burned out for whatever reason and the participation's not there, so it's... Uh, I guess it's a good and bad thing that, that it's winding down. Um, but uh, we do have a special guest coming on tonight, Coach Patterson from the L.A. Warriors. Uh, he's going to come on and talk about the Warriors playoff game this uh, upcoming Saturday in the WFA. Um, he's doing us about 945 Eastern time, talking about the game this weekend. So uh, looking forward to that conversation. Uh, last time I had him on. They were going to play a big division one game, and they they killed somebody. So can't remember the name of the team, but they they beat them pretty bad. So uh, looking forward to that uh, conversation with him. Um, before we get into the show tonight, I, I'm going to really thank all the people that listened and supported this show. Um, it's really tough to get these ladies. Uh, support and the do they deserve. Uh, there are just so many people out there that, that don't know uh, women's football even exists. Um, then, you know, you have some people that, um, you know, they, they don't do anything to help um, uh, help support to help support themselves, you know, by the way they conduct themselves and some of these league owners, uh, our team owners, I shouldn't say not league owners, but team owners, uh, they don't take it serious and they're just always um looking out for themselves and not their team and so it it's tough. I mean it really is and and to um, you know, have everybody to 
you know, it's on board with what we're trying to do here and what we're trying to do with women's football to hang in there with us as long as we do, as you do. I, I really appreciate it, you know. And uh, that's why, if it wasn't for y'all, we couldn't do this show every Tuesday night um, to try to help help as much as, as we possibly can. Um, you know, a special thanks to Dr. J.C. Hall Sports Network. If it wasn't for her, I'm telling you people, this this would not exist. And I can't say enough. She doesn't even play. She just loved to be in contact with women's football and, and uh, followers it as much as anybody. Uh, so special thanks to her. And um, it sure wouldn't be possible for me if it, if it wasn't for her. So uh, thanks to everybody uh, for supporting the fifth quarter um, and uh, listening. And a lot of people calling in and uh, a lot of people send us questions and stuff. And um, I, I like that. And all the guests I've had uh, throughout the year, you know, I know people say, well, what is to call in? Well, you know, a lot of people have plans. And, you know, a lot of these girls have practice and coaches and uh, people in different time zones and <laughs> things of that nature. So it's not always just as easy as you think to work things in their schedule. So, you know, I, I don't get to thank, thank all them enough. And, uh, I uh, really do appreciate them uh, coming on. So, um, you know, it's it's sort of been a um, up and down year for us here. Tri City Thunder um, had a really really good team, probably the best team we've ever had. I think just haven't been able to finish games, um, games in overtime, lost a total of four games, but. 22 points, and uh, it's been a tough year. Uh, we are going to the playoffs, um, not this coming weekend, but next weekend we have to go on the road to Lansing, Michigan to play the Capital City Savages. And, uh, man, it, it, it's been tough. And, you know, with everything that we have going on, and some people even touched on it, you know, how do you do this and that? Um, I did announce to my players on Sunday or Saturday, I'm sorry, practice that uh, this would be my last year for now um, as being the head coach of the Tri-City Thunder. So um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen just yet, but um, I just, just feel like it's time. I don't know. Just had a lot of thought about it and put a lot of thought into it. And, uh, you know, they uh, – I hate it for, you know, a lot of these girls. Um, they give everything that I've asked them to do. And, you know, I feel like I've did everything that I possibly could do. Um, you know, it, this team's just been so, I don't know. I just I just can't figure it out why we, we've struggled so much. And, uh, you know, that, that really has, you know, not as much to do with it, but, um, you know, we have this league, and it's just so hard, you know, when you have, you know, you wear all these hats, and, you know, somebody even asked one night, how do you separate this and that? There's just so much to it. And uh, so I don't know exactly all the answers yet or what's going to happen, but, um, you know, for now it's just time. And uh, sad day, you know, because uh, when that day comes, it could be the 30th could be the 14th, and, uh, you know, I feel like that uh, for, for this team, I've given everything I had, and, and that's all you can do, and uh, maybe I can find somebody to 
putting in as much hard work and uh, care and uh, go the extra mile and do things as I did. And, uh, you know, that's all you can hope for. And I, like I said, I do hate it for a lot of these girls that, you know, that uh, do things right. Uh, it seems like it's, that it's not fair to them, but, you know, at the same sense, it's, it's I can't be in all these places at one time. And, you know, for four years, uh, our business has, has took the back burner and we got this league, and, and we have to, uh, you know, be available for it when problems arise. And, um, you know, it's it's just that it's just that time. You know, maybe maybe later, maybe after next year or something. I don't know. Um, and I'm not just leaving, you know, if I'm leaving the team, I'm probably be there to help them out as much as I possibly can. I'm just I'm not going to be um, – head coach on the sidelines unless something just drastic comes up that's unexpected that um, I'm not foreseeing. Uh, and maybe anything's possible, I'll say that. But as of right now, my plans are, are not to be there. Um, it's been a hard decision, I'm going to tell you. It really has. But it's been it's just been laying on me forever. So I've been – um, every year when season's over, I've been the main one that, hey, man, I'm ready to get back at it, get back to work. And, you know, and I don't know. I guess that after all these years of playing football myself and, um, you know, I just always had that drive. I mean, every single day, no matter what, when we were out we were playing football somewhere. And for two or three years after I graduated high school, I wished I'd went to college and played, and I didn't because I hated school. I played every Sunday back to football just about somewhere every Sunday. I just couldn't get it out of my system. So, you know, the difference between the way I think and the way a lot of these girls think is, is way different. And, you know, I, I've tried everything I know um, to get them. Uh, on that same page, you know, it's not just this team, it's, it's every team we've ever had. You know, I, I want to see people make excuses why they can be at practice instead of why they can't. Um, you know, everybody tells me, well, that's just the nature of women's football. And I just don't believe it. I, I just refuse to believe that because there's certain teams out there that don't have these problems. And you know, that, that really does. I mean, that that's not what brought me to the decision, but, it, you know, it is in the back of my mind. That really bothers me. And, I mean, it bothers me a lot that when I can't go to practice and look at every one of my players and help coach every one of those players, but then come game day, those same players that are not at practice are out there making mistakes. And then, well, I mean, what do you, what do you get? Well, when you have small small roster teams, and you can't, you know, I heard a coach say, hey, they don't show up practice, they don't start to play. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm for it. I, I really am. But when you don't have very many, then you're, the players that do show up all the time, if you put your, you know, put your foot down and hold your, hold your foot to the fire on that rule, then they're going to be not playing because you ain't going to have enough to play. And that's, you know, <laughs> Excuse me, that's something that that on my mind is, you know, what do you do? I mean, 
you're you're letting you're letting them down if you make that rule stand, and if you want to not let them down, then you're you're letting these other people dictate what you want to do. Um, so, just to that point, um, like I said, I hate it. It's not something that it's just happened overnight. Um, Something's been laying on my mind. I just, you know, the first thought first come up, and, and I just, you know, once it did, I, I didn't even fight it, you know. And I'd always said before, if we, if we ever won a championship, that I would retire, and, and then I stayed another year because um, I wanted to win another one. And I'm sure if you win another one, then you want to win more. Um, so, like I said, who knows? But the plans for now are. Uh, for me not to be on the sidelines uh, for Tri-City Thunder next year. Now, like I said, anything's possible. I'm not going to um, say that it's not possible, but for now, that's not the plan. Um, we got this league, and I really want to uh, make this league work. I want to make it grow and uh, be, be a great league for these women to play. Uh, be a league owner where we can do everything we say we'll do when we do it, and uh, that's uh, that's the direction that that I'm gonna be going in um, for now. And uh, like I said, who knows what the future might bring? So um, I just want to get that out there. Um, I did tell my team on Saturday, so um, it, it's for sure official. Um, I know a lot of them thought I was just mad, maybe and talking, but and I wasn't. I just I knew it for a long time. I just been waiting. Uh, so that that's it. Um, all right, moving on uh, to the USWFL playoff. They start this weekend. Um, by the way, that team that the uh, uh, L.A. Warriors play was the Portland Fighting Shockwave. Thank you for that information. Um, I to not mention any of them. I just couldn't remember who it was. So thanks for that information. Uh, but USWFL playoffs begin uh, this weekend in the, in the Division Two. We have the Houston Heat. Um, they're traveling to Jacksonville, Florida, to take on the North Florida Pumas. Uh, they both uh, split the games during the regular season. Both teams won at home. Uh, so it should be a great game. Um, Kickoff is a seven uh, for that game in Jacksonville. I know one thing, it'll be a great venue for sure, no doubt about it. Uh, the Pumas, they have it going on. They got a great organization. They're getting these people at practice. They got owners that go out there and bust their ass every day, try to make things uh, great for these these girls, and really appreciate it. Um, a lot of these girls playing on these teams don't appreciate nothing anybody does for them, and that is a tough situation. You want to talk about things that why people don't take women's football serious, well, right there is it, folks. So when you get great organizations and uh, people doing everything they can to help you, you, you need to support them. So I have no doubt that's going to be a great game, great venue. Uh, when you go there, it's a nice stadium, uh, good announcers. Uh, they got to do Adam Bell with uh, Charlton. I don't even know what the Charlton net maybe or something. Is there uh, 
official video, uh, live stream video. Adam Bell's his name. He does a great job for them. He does his own commentating. Uh, I think Terry McGriff gets up there and helps him some. He got a DJ. Hey, it's a great, great organization and a great game, great venue. So if you get a chance and you're around the uh, Jacksonville area, drive on over and watch the Houston Heat take on the North Florida Pumas. Kickoff is at 7. Um, so go by and check it out. The winner of that game will be playing the Washington Prodigy on July the 14th at 7 p.m. in Bristol, Tennessee at the Stone Castle. That That's what's on the line this weekend. So uh, I'm telling you, I've talked to both teams, both uh, uh, the GMs and owners from those teams say they're ready. Uh, they say that they're they're ready to go. So I'm I'm really looking forward to to a great game there. So um, there's a lot of state people. I mean, there's you know you want to go to the playoffs and have an opportunity to play for a championship. Well, you got it right here. So uh, um, I hope both teams can rise to the occasion. I know one of those games ended in the overtime, and maybe that's going to go two or three overtimes. So that's what we're after is, is great games and great parity. So uh, should be a great one. We also have the Detroit Pride traveling to Fayetteville, North Carolina, in Division Three play to take on the Fayetteville Pierce. Uh, those teams have a lot of the same kind of uh, players, uh, like to do sort of the same thing, so that should be a great game as well. The winner of this game between Detroit and Fayetteville will play the Hampton Roads Lady Gators in Norfolk, Virginia, on July or June 30th. My bad, June 30th. Um, the Tri Cities Thunder will be traveling to Lansing, Michigan, on June 30th to play the Capital City Savages. On June the 30th, the two winners of those games will meet July the 14th at 2 p.m. in Bristol, Tennessee at the Stone Castle to decide the Division Three champions. Um, so I'm telling you, those games, uh, it's going to be a battle. There's no doubt about it. Um, the Tri-City Thunder and the Capital City Savages, both teams split during the year, both winning the home game. Uh, so we have to travel to there. So um, I'm looking for it to be just as big a battle as it was when we went up there. They beat us by six points the last time we were there. So I have no doubt that they're going to be ready to play. They have two or three really, really good players. And they all three rose to the occasion the last time we were there. So I have no doubt that that's going to be a great game. You know, the Hampton Roads Lady Gators are for real. The only two games they lost all year were to the Washington Prodigy. Washington Prodigy, everybody knows how good they are and what what they're about. Um, so the Lady Gators are for real. They got potentially um, the MVP of the year and Division Three player and a tailback that, that's closing in if she hasn't already on a thousand yard season. So um, they they have a really good team and a good defense as well. Um, the Savages they also have a great running back. I don't know how many yards she has. 
she's got the handle. She's closing in on a lot of yards as well. So uh, either one of those girls could be Division Three uh, MVPs of the league. So all these games are going to be um, great games. And, hey, there's a, there's a lot on the line. You know, and I'm sure Coach Patterson's going to talk about it tonight as much what's going on in the WFA, but I know they're in Division One, so there's a lot of players and uh, big roster teams, and they're they're usually really really good uh, when they get to those numbers. And uh, I'm sure they got a lot at stake as well. Um, you know, the playoffs, I believe, or the championship, I believe, at the end of July in Atlanta, Georgia, for the WFA, and uh, so they got a lot to play for as well. Um, so, you know, and, and speaking of the uh, the USWFL uh, championship game being uh, July the 14th in Bristol, Tennessee, uh, the All-Star game is there as well. It's July the 15th, which is the following day um, of the two championship games. And uh, speaking of that, we, uh, we have the uh, Byron Ring. They're the sponsor of the uh, USWFL and have been for the last two years. They have an amazing all-star ring designed for this year, and they also uh, will design your championship rings. Uh, if you've never heard of them, uh, you can check them out on our uh, uh, USWFL um, Facebook page. So they're uh, really, really nice. They were the championship rings for the Cleveland Cavaliers several years ago when LeBron's won one, and uh, they uh, they're really, really nice, folks. And I'm I'm telling you, I have a couple of them, and uh, they they do great work there. No no doubt about it. We're really really glad to have them. Um, as a sponsorship of the USWFL and be the official ring uh, as well. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be a great, great weekend that weekend. Um, so if anybody can make it or some of you girls, I'm going to announce here in just a minute, all the girls that made the All-Stars from each team, um, some of you girls, this is the highlight of your career. Um, you've never... I know people play for years, never played playoff games or make the championship game. These might be uh, the highlights of your career. There's a lot of great players that never make it because it's uh, the ultimate team sport, and you can't just do it by yourself. So um, maybe it's uh, you playing in this game and you want to get you an all-star ring. Um, get on there, check them out. They'd be glad to design you one. Um, they got all kinds of different rings. I mean, from big, little, small, everything you can think of, they got. They can design them. Um, they sent us. I know we had ours a bunch to look through. We narrowed it down three or four different times and finally settled on one. So they'd be glad to work with you. And uh, uh, just look them up. you never heard of them. I said they're on their uh, Byron Rings, and they're on, the link is on our USWFL uh, Facebook page. So, uh They'd be glad to hear from you, and uh, you look good supporting the all-star ring around. Um, so get on there and check them out. Um, you know, these that's, that brings me to another point. You know, a lot of these girls, you know, they don't get to play in these things, uh, championships or whatever. And this is the highlight of 
um, their career. And uh, I, I don't understand that a lot of these GM or owners uh, don't take it serious enough. You know, things, I guess, just don't go their way or they don't foresee uh, things happening the way they want them to. Never mind, they didn't put in the hard work to get them there. Uh, they think everybody else's fault. They forget about taking care of what means the most, and that's their players. And uh, if your players made this team, you should do everything to get them there to play in this game. And if you don't, shame on you. That's all I've got to say for every team that does not do their best to get their all-star players to this game, whether they're playing in those championship games or not. Um, you may not care. You may not deserve it, but your players do. If they made it, they sure deserve it. And they deserve to go play in it as well. So it means that much to them. Um, it should mean that much to you. Um, I don't take that kind of stuff lightly. I know last year uh, that was before we had ever taken over the league. I was contacting teams about making sure that we were going to have this all-star game because I'd heard every year we were in women's football, we were going to have it, going to have it, going to have it, and it's the last minute, well, we did another. We were going to have it last year one way or another, and it was – a great, great game. Ever, I mean, everything about it was a great situation. The team that won, won eight to six. The team that lost had the ball with an opportunity to win, and a great quarterback, and they just couldn't get it done. So, great situation, great opportunity, and uh, for all you owners or GMs, and you don't do everything in your power to get your girls there. Shame on you. They uh, somebody ordered take you out and uh, show you what for because they, they really deserve, um, you know, and that that's just part of, of the problem in women's football is people like me on here doing everything they can to help and people in situations when they can help their own players, they don't. So, um, you know, do, do what's right. Get them there, let them play. So, all right. First of all, we're going to announce the coaches. Um, I handpicked these myself. Uh, the head coach for the Southwest team is going to be Shelly Hewitt uh, from the North Florida Pumas. Her coaching staff, along with one coach from every team that's playing on the Southwest side, will be helping her as well. Uh, the coach on the Northeast side is Tony Bell from the Washington Prodigy. He coached the game last year, uh, did a great job great job with them. They actually won, um, and uh, it, it turned out to be a great game. So I, um, I picked those players, uh, the coaches myself. I really wanted to, uh, you know, set the tone, um, you know, for, for things. And so the two great coaches and really happy and excited about that, happy to sit up there and, and watch these games, uh, watch this game unfold and turn out to be um, something that uh, uh, we can hope for in a great game like last year. Okay, so uh, first of all, here are the uh, seven players from each team. I'll announce them, then I'll come back and announce the alternates, and then some honorable mentions. Uh, so from the North Florida Pumas, we have – Paige Jones, she's a really good player. Kim Phillips, Alex Perry, Brianna Haynes, 
April DeWalt and Nina Pronotoris, or I'm not sure how you say it, Prototonaris, <laughs> I missed that, and actually Lance. Um, those are the North Florida Pumas. And then we have uh, the Carolina Queens. We have Regina Livingston, Takia Gilmore, Ebony Kimbrough, Raven Livingston, Tamika Gill, Whitney Cheryl, and Patty Thompson. From the Houston Heat, we have Pam Jenkins, Jerlyn Lamal, Dora Hernandez, <laughs> Denise Aceno, Dominique McDougal, Alicia Sutton, and Amanda Jenkins. From the Tri-City Thunder, we have Mindy Jenkins, Junior Gendel Sperger, Jamie McKay, Jennifer Johnson, Damela Holiday, Caitlin Cox, and Jessica Vallejos. From the Capital City Savages, we have Elizabeth Speaks, Jessica Keeler, Crystal Pratt, Emma Erickson, Jennifer Bunnell, Bunnell, Tiffany Richards, and Carly Derrick. That are the seven All-Stars voted uh, for the Southwest team, uh, the Northeast team. For the Hampton Road Lady Gators, we have Keona Rubottom, Jaquaria Barnes, Kenya Wilkerson, Tashawn Lee, Chelsea, Chelsea Morning, and LeVon Smith. That is the Hampton Road Lady Gator. For the Washington Prodigy, we have Sherry Gant, Chantel Wilson, Natasha Ware, Tanoya Jones, Sarah Musi, Bonita Rouse, Bonita Rouse, and Keisha Kozar. That is the Washington Prodigy. From the Fayetteville Pierce, we have Deshaunee Williams, Star McClenny Ingram, Aisha Baker, Brooke Parker, Renisha Jones, Jasmine Bew, and Tarasini McClenny Ingram. Those are in the Fayetteville Pierce. From the Detroit Pride, we have Danetta Jameson, Lakia Hannah Pam, Janelia Robinson, Daisy Wirtz, Christina Wilmore, Tierra Jones, and Shanice Hall. Those are the Detroit Pride. Those are all the seven voted uh, from the teams. The alternates from the Southwest team, from the North Florida Pumas, we have Vanessa Jenkins. Um, from the Capital City Savages, we have Kyla Kyla Palacek. Uh, from the Carolina Queens, we have Brittany Thomas. From the Houston Heat, Audrey Rush. And from the Trout City Thunder, 
Kristen Jenkins uh, from the, uh, the alternates for the Northeast, or from the Hampton Roads Lady Gators. We have Stacy Bolt from the Washington Prodigy. We have Shantae Barnes from the Fayetteville Pierce. We have Deandra Eastman. And from the Detroit Pride, we have Jasmine Futch. So um, we also have some honorable mentions here um, on both sides of this. We also have some players that are going to be retiring uh, the day of the All-Star game. Uh, we're going to recognize them as well. Um, not sure all their names but the uh, honorable mentions uh, go as uh, for the North Florida Pumas. We have Q Johnson. We have Sam Kindler. And we have Michelle Anderson and Lauren Hedegaard. Uh, that's from the North Florida Pumas. Um, from the uh, Carolina, let's see. I don't think the Queens have any. Yeah, the Queens do have some. I'm sorry. Marion Key Parker. Uh, Jasmine Dameron. I don't know how they pronounce all these names. Kiana Powell the second. Um, so that's from the Carolina Queens. Uh, from the Fayetteville Pierce, we have Lakeisha McDonald and Shonda Jones, Liz Hudson. Um, they, that may be some of the players that are uh, retiring. I'm not sure. Uh, from the Houston Heat, we have Sinitras Winston. And from the Tri-City Standard, we have Haley Hughes and Daniel Miranda. And then from the uh, northeast side, the Hampton Roads Lady Gators, we have Kayla Downey and Katisha Simpson. I believe if nothing changes, Katisha is going to be retiring this year as well. Um, so congratulations to all you all-star um, uh, players, alternates. Um, I know a lot of people, um, you know, take it to heart and when you don't make it. But the bigger picture is um, it's a team sport. Not everybody can can make those. Um, you know, when you think back, just, just think it, it may have been a play here or there you could have made that would have got you the nod over somebody else. Um, it's usually nothing personal. It's just it's just the way it is. And when um, the teams and coaches vote on this stuff, it, it puts everybody in a hard situation. I mean, everybody wants to think that uh, I guess they're all-stars in, in some way or fashion. So, um, you know, it just happens that way. So uh, we're looking for a great game, um, have a great Players, great coaching staffs available. Again, every coach from a team that was voted in is uh, welcome and, and wanted uh, to help the, the head coaches and their staff with these players. Um, I just didn't want to get too many over there. A lot of people like to, you know, don't want to take them back seat or whatever. And, um, no one didn't intend to hurt anybody's feelings. I just felt like that one coach and staff with a, one coach from each team could uh, help them out. That way one person would make the decision. So, um, And that way a uh, coach that comes in there knows what their players can do. Maybe they need to play a certain position, and, and that will help out 
um, with that. So, um, congratulations to to all all of the players, and and uh, thanks to the coaches uh, for accepting my offer to to be the coaches for for this All Star game. Um, man, I can't tell you how excited I am for that. It's are are going to be really really nice. Um, uh, we're we're just super excited about the situation uh, and uh, for the opportunity to let these girls display some of their talent and, and just go have fun. You know, last year uh, we did it. And, uh, you know, just had a running clock, added more minutes on there, and had a running clock. Didn't really uh, the refs didn't. I mean, it had to be really bad before they'd call anything, and uh, you know, didn't really run a play clock to a certain extent, just, uh, you know, because we don't have time to everybody to get together and do a lot of practice and just sort of about an hour to get there and sort of um, put everybody in positions and sort of kind of do the basic things. And like I said, it's for everybody to have fun. Um, you know, there'll be um, probably a couple from each team, uh, make the starting lineup on each side of the ball, and uh, they'll rotate in and out a lot. And uh, the alternates, they're going to get to play as well. Um, you know, we just we just had to, you know, couldn't take everybody. You know, it's just one of those situations. So I hate that we couldn't. But, you know, if, if you didn't make this team, it's, it's not the end of the world. Some of you – uh, girls still have a lot to play for. Some of these girls are already out of the playoffs, you know. Some of them um, don't have a chance. So, you know, if you still got a chance, well, everybody actually does early still have a chance. But, you know, if you, if you don't, man, work harder next year. If you think you deserve to be on that team, Hey, put in the work during the off season and improve it to your coaches or or whoever that you're serious about it. And and I promise you, you do that. You'll. But I just about bet you that most of them didn't don't put in the work now. So you know you, you sort of get what you get. The, if you work hard at something, you see. A lot of hard work in the end. I'm not talking about this on practice days. Uh, greatness is made when the cameras are not rolling. Uh, when you want to see hard work, it's it's behind the scenes. Everybody can show up one day a week and, and go out there and, and uh, play in front of the camera. But when you're out here um, running the sprints and, and doing the bar crawls and jumping rope and going through your obstacle courses and doing up-downs and bar crawling up and down hills and putting yourself through the ringer, I'm telling you, I've, I've seen it. I've seen what it takes to be great. And most of what I see from women's football, they want to talk. And just because you want something don't mean it's going to happen. If you want it, you got to go earn it. And I just feel as though you, well, a lot of people think they deserve it, um, you know, and they're right there. It's just that little bit. You know, a guy told me one time, a, a guy that coached for a long time, played on a lot of great football teams, played at a great organization, told me the difference between good and great. He showed his fingers, and it was about a half inch apart, and he said it's just that much. And I believe that. Um, 
I really, really do. You know, I think that um, I think the good teams out there are good because they have a lot of players and they work hard. And you don't have to have a lot of players to be good. Don't get me wrong. Um, we know about the Arkansas Wildcats. I mean, they had last year, and they did a great job. But I'm telling you, you have to work hard at it. I don't care who you are. If you don't work at it, um, you're going to run up on somebody that does outwork you, and they're going to beat you. Um, you can take a lot less talent with a lot harder work and achieve more than you can with a lot of talent and a less work. And uh, once you figure that out, you'll you'll be good to go. Um, you know, people just think that talking about it and, well, I watched this or I watched that. Oh, well, go out here and put it in motion. Go out here and, um, you know, bar crawl me up the hill. Uh, go do a bunch of suicides. Go out there and do a bunch of up-downs. Jump jacks. Jump rope for an hour. Whatever. Go out there and prove you want to be good. Every day. Not just on game day. Not just when you practice once or twice a week. Every day. And I, I'm telling you, you you'll be the face of, of any team and uh, probably any league that you're in if you're willing to do those things. Now, I hear it all the time, but coach, I you know goes back to what I said earlier. I won't hear uh, excuses why I am here instead of why I ain't here. Um, and that's where I'm at. We've been um, you know for four four years. I think I've missed two practices in four years. And been over backwards and uh, run myself to death and uh, went without a lot of things to be there because I felt like I should be there. And, uh, you know, then it's just too easy for somebody not to show up when they get their feelings hurt or, or just don't think they should come. And I don't know. It's just, I think that's the product that we're seeing. I think the, uh, the harder some of us try, that other people just don't want to see it happen. So, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know the answers. Um, all I know is there's a lot of positive people that uh, really uh, want to do great things, and uh, I'm going to try to pair up with them the best I can to, to make that happen. Um, so we're going to try to build a, a really, really great, uh, league here, like I said, I'm not about uh, quantity. I want quality, and uh, that's what we're going to try to achieve, you know. And we've had a lot of new teams, and a lot of teams already contact us about wanting in the league, and you know, a lot of it's just if we can get teams for them to play. It's one thing that I won't do, and haven't did, and didn't do, is fly to these teams out and get you games, and and then I couldn't. So. Um, that's that's the one thing that I that I'm not going to do. So as much as I would like to have them all, it's it's about being able to help them as much as as I possibly can. You know, of, of getting them games here and there and in uh, in great situations. So um, we'll see. We got uh, still got a month to go in the season, pretty much from this weekend. Still about four weeks left of of the season for us here at USWFL and uh, uh, maybe we can make the you know the most of it and uh, we're going to try to have us a league meeting maybe in September somewhere 
you know, I done phones all. We're going to have a meeting where we sit down and hash a lot of things out. And uh, you know, people and I, I get tired of people hiding behind these phones all the time and talking all this and saying this. But when they're looking right at you, they won't say anything. So, um, you know, that's that's sort of what we're after. I know um, a lot of these leagues used to have these meetings, and I think, you know, it goes back to what I just said about, well, it, it takes too much of my time to come to meetings. Man, your team's on the line here, here, here. You're going to fight for your team. You're going to fight battle for uh, things to happen in your league. You want to watch one weekend. I mean, you spend all this weekend uh, with the teams and traveling and here and there. What's a weekend to go sit down with the owners of other teams in a league meeting and, and hash out a bunch of things and work together and get a lot of things settled? What, what's that take? You know, so I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just old and old school that, you know, that don't do all the social media really. And, and I don't uh, think that you can get all that done. Uh, by doing that, you watch, you know, I, you see a lot of people flying around, they ain't going to business meetings and first one thing to another. I'm sure they do a lot of conference calls as well, but uh, those meetings is really where they get all this stuff done and, and settled. So um, that's what we're going to try to do, um, get as many there as we possibly can and uh, work out what we can. That's uh, that's all we can do. So uh, hoping to, hoping to finish out the year strong here, hoping to have a good championship on the 14th and a great all-star game on the 15th. And, um, like I say, wound up the year on a really good positive note and uh, uh, really set the tone for next year. All right. Coach Patterson, it must be 945. Coach Patterson's calling in, and uh, let's talk to him and check out their playoffs. How about it, Coach? You there? I am here. Thank you for having me on your show again. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming on. Tell us about this game you got this coming weekend. Uh well we play against the uh Portland uh Shockwaves and uh this will be the uh first playoff uh, game for us for the season and them as well. Um and we're just excited to play. We're we're ready to host them. Now, didn't y'all travel to them earlier this year? We we did travel to them earlier this year in a regular season game. Yes, sir. I remember y'all beat them pretty badly, if I if I recall. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, it, we were on that game. Um, the girls went out there and they were just determined. Um, it just kind of goes to show you uh, when a team is determined and focused, what they can really do. Um, Portland is uh, not an easy team by. Uh, any shape of the imagination. They're a really good football team. And uh, I'm proud that we went out there and we did what we did because the girls were just focused. They were ready to play. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's a good thing. And I wasn't trying to, you know, throw them under the bus or anything. I just remembered a game because I checked in on bits and pieces of it. And uh, yeah. I know y'all took command of the game from the get-go. 
Um, yeah. You know, they they sort of uh, look like they were one-dimensional, which, you know, a lot of women's teams are, are one-dimensional. And, you know, right. I mean, you talked about that the last time we talked, and, um, yeah. you know, you said you, you was uh, sort of 50-50 on the, the way you were going to approach the game, and it looked like y'all had a great game plan that game. And uh, congratulations on you making the playoffs and uh, hosting the championship game there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's a, uh, you know, we, when we went out there, it was a, uh, it was one of those things. Yeah, we're going to play fifty-fifty ball, but our defense just played lights out. Uh, one of the things that I'm starting to like when I'm watching our defense is we we review film on every team we play, and uh, one of the things that I've liked the most out of my defense and all the girls that's been out there playing is that we are really forcing teams to run a different type of offense than what they would usually run. And I just think that's just a big factor for us. It's been working for us, and uh, we're just going to keep attacking it uh, that way. Right. Well, it's great to have uh, personnel that, you know, you can do that with and, and players that, you know, you can rely on uh, to force their hand when you go into those kind of games. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, depth is everything on a team. You know that, Coach. Um, I'm blessed this year to have uh, over 40-plus women on my team and, and – up to this point, we're we're injury free and we're just ready to play football. Right. Well, now, now how do I've seen? I didn't really see the seedings, but um, I know you don't look past this game and take it lightly or anything. But mm-hmm. what what happens for the winner of this game? Uh, the winner of this game would either um, this. The way it's kind of mocked up, it, it, it's kind of, it gets a little crazy as far as how it works. Um, but the, if Kansas City and Austin are also playing a playoff game, and they are in our division. Uh, so it really depends on who wins out of that game as well. Uh, but just for say, if we were to win uh, this weekend and say Kansas City would win, um, we would have to travel to Kansas City to play them uh, due to their ranking. Now, if uh, we win this game and Austin wins this game, uh, we would have to travel to them, to Arlington, sorry. We would have to travel to Arlington. and I mean, Arlington would have to travel to us, sorry, uh, if they beat Kansas City. Right. So uh, so what is y'all's, is y'all's final record? Our final record, we're 9-0. Um, no, I didn't know. Undefeated team, yeah. Um, some of those were forfeit, but um, you know we can't control that. We played everybody that uh, was put in front of us, um, but we can't control the other teams forfeiting. So, right. be now are you the only? We could have played more games. <laughs> right, right. Now are you the only undefeated team in uh, Division One football in the WFA? We are. We are the only uh, undefeated team in Division One. Right. Now, what what seed were y'all? Were y'all the fourth or fifth and overall seed? We, or what, we, what seed we were, were ranked uh, number six right now. We're sitting at number six in the national rankings. Uh, so that's where we are. Right. So where's this uh, 
So where's the game going to be played this weekend? Um, the game is going to be played on the 30th, and uh, it's going to be played in uh, L.A. at Rancho Cienega uh, Sports Complex. Oh, my bad. I, I thought it was going to be played this weekend. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't know why I was under. <laughs> they can't get I was under the... Yeah, I'm with you. We don't play to the 30th either, so I'm yeah. I'm with you. I, I was just under the impression it was this weekend. I'm sorry. Um, so so the playoff the playoff in the WFA actually started last weekend, correct? It did, and it started with the uh, Division Three teams, I believe. They have uh, the most teams within the WFA. Um, our Division One uh, teams aren't as as big as the Division Three as far as how many teams. So uh, we let them do their their the Division Three did their thing this weekend, and now we're all going to uh, finish off the playoffs, all divisions together. Right. So, um, are y'all the only California team still in the playoffs? No. Um, a Division Two team, the San Diego Rebellion, they won over the weekend. Um, so, they're still in the playoffs, and uh, I'm excited for them. I'm a big fan of, the, uh, of that team. Right. Well, that's, that's a good thing, you know. That, that, mm-hmm. You know, I say it all the time just because uh, – a lot of people, you know, get all this stuff confused. And when game time starts and, you know, the whistle blows, everybody's on a different team there. But after oh, yeah. that, man, we we all got to be on the same team somehow, some way to oh, yeah. help grow, yeah. grow this sport. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the nice things uh, about California. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about any others, but uh, California, uh, when you come to one of our games, you're – you're going to see some Wolf Pack. You'll see some Rebellion. Uh, you'll see some of the other uh, teams that uh, play uh, in the WFA in a different division, and they're not having a game. Uh, we go and watch each other's game. We support each other. I think that's probably one of the best things about uh, all these California teams is we really do support each other. Yeah, I agree with you. There, you know, there needs to be, uh, for me, there needs to be a lot more uh, of that happen. You know, because and I, you know what, I talked to, I matter of fact, I talked to an owner of a team tonight. You know, that beat us twice during the during the regular season. You know, and I talked to yeah. them um, usually. You know, probably on average of uh, one time a week or something. And right, right. Shoot, we're all the biggest competitors in the right. world, you know, but uh, we have to be at some point on the same team and stand up for the same right. thing or or we can't grow no matter where you live or what right. league you're in or, or anything right. like that. And you, you so, hit it on the head, Coach. You hit it on the head because um, – you know, women's football is starting to evolve, but it hasn't arrived. There's a lot of people that are still unwilling to accept that women actually play football. And uh, given that we're in this situation, we're all together, no matter what league you're in, women playing football, we need each other more uh, because uh, together we can spread awareness and uh, hopefully get women on, on that global scale as the NFL. You know, I would love to see it. Uh, happen, but the only way that happen, coaches, like you said, we need to support each other. Uh, football is football, and anybody that's played football has a clear understanding of what time it is when that whistle blows. 
But after the game, you know, we can all be talk, have beers, and, you know, all that other good stuff. Yeah, that's correct. You know, I've heard for years, I, um, I'm sure you watched the being from California and L.A., you probably may be a Lakers fan. I grew up a Lakers fan. Magic right. Johnson and all them played there, you know. And yeah. Over the years, the Celtics and the, then Michael Jordan comes along. And, you know, right. I used, they used to have the great battles, and it was always said that, you know, before the games they'd meet, go out to eat at night and, you know, right. after the game. But, man, when you see them during the game, son, it was like a dog-eat-dog, and they was like the biggest uh, competitors in the world. And, you know, that's the part, and I promise you, that's the part these women are missing at because I see uh, players in the game, they do all this, and then after the game, they can't let that go, you know. And irregardless of the game, you know, what happens – during that game is, is a game, but what happens after, uh, sure. that's where we have to join forces. Sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's called passion. When when we're out there, I'm an offensive line guy. I played offensive line my whole life. And, uh, you know, coaches, if anyone and everyone that's played in the trenches knows when we put our hand in the ground, it, it, it's, it's about to go down, you know. And nothing personal, but, you know, I'm about to kick your butt. And that's just how it is. Um, but it's just a lot of passion. And when we're playing football, sometimes these women can take passion for something else. You know what I mean? It's just passion. At the end of the day, you got to let it go. You know what I mean, Coach? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I completely get what you're coming from. Yeah, I'm an old offensive and defensive lineman myself, so I know uh-huh. all about what them battles are in the trenches, right. you know, and how much right. talk there goes down, you know. I I tell my girls all the time, they look at me in life, and I say, you know what? Go up there to the line, tell them you're the meanest effort in the game, and by God, you're going to run right here, and you're going to show them and prove it. And they look at me right. like I'm crazy, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm being serious. And I said, yeah. you know what, They're, you got them wondering about it. Then I said, then you go up there and show them. I said, you want to be part of that battle. You know, my yeah. coach used to tell me when I was young, he'd say, hey, if we're good enough, we can go up there and tell them, hey, we're going to run the ball right here. Right, and right. if you can stop us, go ahead. And then yeah. we do it, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it's so much different, you know, now. And uh, coaching these women, they, they look at me when I say a lot of that stuff. And I know you can relate right. to it, but they look at me when I say a lot of that stuff. They're like, man, yeah. this guy's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I, I have to admit, Coach, sometimes I think the things that I say may be crazy, but sometimes every now and then at practice it might come out of one of the girls and they catch me completely off guard. Um, but, uh, yeah, Coach, I put a lot of um, a lot of pressure on the O-line and D-line every game to get the job done because that's where football, you know, starts and ends is in the trenches, you know, and, uh, I make sure that the D-line and O-line know this is your game. Every game we play is your game. If you dominate, we win. And Coach telling you, the defensive line, O-line, we've been out there playing, and we've been. that's why we've been able to do what we've done is because, you know, the O-line and the D-line, they set the tone, and the rest of the team follows. Yeah, I remember our last conversation you telling me 
y'all uh, really wanted to dominate on both sides of the ball. And, and right. you, you know, you're exactly right. That's that's where it starts. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, first thing I do when I watch game film is, and you know yourself, it's everything, and you can't see everything. And I'm right. sure you got right. more coaches than we do, and somebody right. up there in your ear helping you. But when I watch game film, that's the first thing I watch is where we're getting beat on the offense or uh-huh. defensive line. And right. Because that that's where it's at. If your offensive well, line is doing their job, you can put anybody back there running the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. and – that's where it starts, and uh, um, I've seen a lot, and I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of good women uh, linemen this year um, that have gotten a lot better uh, from last oh, yeah. year. Um, yeah. So, and I think a lot of them are starting to really, you know, figure it out and, uh, and uh, oh, take yeah. pride. And, I, I, yeah. you know, these playing offensive line is is like being the tires on a NASCAR race. The engine's oh, the most yeah. important thing oh, until yeah. it becomes down if you need a new set of tires. Right. And then all of a sudden, right. man, we just need that one extra block to get this first yeah. down and the game's over. You know? There you go. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's the part about offensive line is you're right. You know, it's um, I think for me, uh, you know, because when I was growing up, especially in Pop Warner, um, before I really got into football, tackle football, the, the, the stigma was is that uh, all the fat kids play offensive line, all the uh, unathletic kids play offensive line. So it always, it was always a position I hated uh, to play or come to realization with until I got into high school and uh, actually met a coach uh, my offensive line coach, who really uh, made me feel like what I was doing is important. And not only made me feel it, he would show me, if you didn't block this way, this would have never happened. Or if you would have done this better, we could have gotten that done. And uh, from there is where I understood that offensive line, especially for, you know, the offense, is, is where it starts. And uh, once I learned that, I took a whole lot of pride into it. And, um I'm starting to see that in women's football where, you're right, I've seen some really good offensive line play. And I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, coach just pushing and shoving. I mean, real footwork, real hands, real power, real finish, uh, all that. And I'm seeing it done. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward. I, You know, I think Portland has a, a really good offensive line. And, Kansas City has a really good offensive line as well. And I'm just a technique guy. I think there are some pretty technical uh, women playing football on the offensive line. Yeah, I think I think so as well. I think, I'm telling you the, um, the improvement that I've seen just from this year, from last year, or from last year to this year, is, is unbelievable in some of these teams. And and, and one team, uh, you know, we have the North Florida Pumas in our in our league. And, and last mm-hmm. year I watched a game uh, between them and Atlanta Phoenix on the, on the live stream. And their center, yeah. um, she was just getting demolished. And um, I don't think she even knew what she was doing, to be honest with you. Yeah. And now this year – you know, she comes back and makes the all-star team, and and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, you know, improved a hundred percent. And uh, right. that's, you know, I, I like to see that. It don't matter who, what team they play for, man. It, that's something when you see it 
you know, and I can just, just thinking of her because I watched a lot of film on them because we played mm-hmm. them first. And mm-hmm. from the improvement she made from one year to the next was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Now, somewhere along the line, that took a lot of coaching and hard work to get her to there. Right, right. And, you know, uh, to me, I think maybe with her, it was the little things all along. Uh, I always see that as, you know, coaching the offensive line and playing it. I've always found that to be the biggest struggle to deal with as an offensive lineman is the big things we can fix. It's the little things uh, that take the most work to get done. You know, I remember when I just learned how to run uh, zone, uh, my biggest issue was my first step. It was slow. But you know what? That's what I would consider a little thing within the zone run scheme. But it's something that you just kind of struggle with. But uh, if you're determined, you'll get it down. And once you get it down, you'll never forget it. It's like riding a bike. Right. You know, I tell everybody, the first thing you have to do to be good is at anything is want to be good at it. You know, right. It don't matter what it is. If you want to be good mm-hmm. at something, you got to want to be good at it. You know, you can't right. just say, well, I'm going to be good and not put in the work. I mean, if you're going to be right. the best uh, sportscaster or, you know, sure. whatever, you, you got to want to be, you know what I mean? There, yeah. And I think, that's what we're finally seeing is, is you know, really, I, I think what you said and you touched on it, and it's still there in women's football that you only play line because you can't play anywhere else. And, and right. I, I think that's still uh, a factor in women's sure. football right sure. now. But And uh, I, it hasn't been full circle because – I mean, I'm just going to tell you straight up that I mean, I'm sure you take a lot of pride in what y'all do out there. But some mm-hmm. of these teams, man, they don't take as much pride as me and you do of getting right. their girls prepared and take it serious. Right. And a lot of these girls suffer from that, you know. Right. And I think I, that over the years that, you know, they just sort of give up, well, it's the only place I can play. I'm too right. old and I'm too slow or too big or whatever the case may be. And it's not at all, you know. Right. Uh, I actually have some really good athletes playing line on my team that, yep. you know, if they if they want to work harder, they can start somewhere else. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's 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 what it is, coach. You know, it's um, it's you. In women's football, and I mean even in men's football, a lot of the coaches are a bunch of coaches who, who just want something to do on the weekend. Or their girlfriend plays on the team, and they were just kind of dragged into it because they played three years of high school football, and the girlfriend knows about them playing that. So they say, hey, my boyfriend coached, uh, played three years of high school football. Can he coach? Yeah, come on over. And when he gets out there, he knows nothing. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think as far as coaching, uh, you know, do clinics. I do them. I love going to clinics. I think as a football coach, you can never stop learning. Uh, and I think a lot of other coaches in women's football uh, should really just, hey, hey, let's go to a clinic, you know, or, or rent a, uh, get a video or something and just really start uh, learning positions so that when we, you know, because I feel like it's our duty. Uh, because if we're taking the time to research and, and figure these things out, when we teach our girls, they go out there and now the fans are into it. 
So it ends up being kind of like a domino effect in a good way as far as PR for women's football and PR for these teams. But it really does start with the coaches. If the coaches are serious, the team will follow suit for sure. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, um, you know, they, they take the coaches' lead. And, um, you know, so many of these guys that play football forever, they think they know everything or they right. coached all these men and stuff. Let me tell you right. something. It's a lot different coaching men. and It's the same game, but it's a lot different approach. Right coaching men and women, and it's a process to learn that. I'm just telling you. And until they get that figured out, they struggle with it. You know that. Right, right, right. And, you know, if you ask me, Coach, and some people ask, who would I rather coach, uh, men or women? And I'll tell you uh, in a heartbeat, women. And the reason I say that is because although the game may be a little bit slower because it's women's football, the determination, the heart, the effort they put into it and the best the one thing I like the most about coaching women is they're sponges. They want to absorb everything. I've coached college football coach, I've coached high school. Uh you know, there's always a guy who thinks that, you know, he was overlooked or uh he's just God's gifts to football. But with women I don't experience that. With women they just want to know everything you know. And uh, they just want to go out there and produce and make you proud. I just, I just really enjoy coaching women. I really, I do. Yeah, I don't. Uh, if it, for me to for me to coach men, it would have to be in some kind of uh, college or a pro right. capacity. Coaching these guys that don't get or semi pro or arena right. league and stuff, I'm out, man. I've seen so right, many man. of these guys, and right. I, I'm out, you know. And we don't even so we we try to distance ourselves from that. The way they act, right. the way they carry themselves and uh, right. even those kind of coaches, man, you just can't, you know what it's like. And I, and I tell every coach that I've ever had or come across, listen, here's the deal. Uh, I don't, and I, and I don't need part-time coaches. You know what right, I mean? Right, I need right, full-time right. coaches. And you, you know go. what? And I, and I just said it earlier in the show, I'm in four years, I've missed two practices and I drive a truck for a living. Uh, we own our own business. And one time I got caught in Utah and the other day, uh, we had some morning, my wife had an orientation, uh, for this mm-hmm. company we're leased on to and they changed it. And we had to yeah. miss practice was two times in four years. And, uh, you know, I've lost a lot just to make sure because if I'm going to hold anybody accountable, I'm going to hold myself accountable. There you, you go. Know? There you go. Uh, I, I can't preach to these girls if I can't be the same person, you know? Right, right. You know, it's funny you brought up the – we were talking about the men thing uh, as far as them playing. Uh, a lot of uh, the girls on my team, they 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 call each other and they say, hey, let's go work out, let's go run, uh, let's do something to get better. And uh, I was speaking to one of my offensive linemen and her and another one, they went and worked out at this field. Well, this particular field had a men's semi-pro team in. And the uh, thing that I'm known for is I like the condition. So my girls, they run 110s back-to-back. And uh, they were out there, and the coach on the men's semi-pro team said, hey, you guys line up, let's run sprints. And they said, coach, would you believe half the team walked off the field? Said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and she says, you know what, if that was coach, he would have killed us. <laughs> so, 
you yeah, know. Oh, I, oh, I believe it a hundred percent, man. I, uh, me and me and my wife was at a semi-pro uh, playoff game one time, and uh, the head coach was putting in players, and there was a player over there. Uh, sending other players to get that player out. Uh, right, right. You know that they, they go they go for halftime and instead of everybody going to wherever their spot is, half of them are mm-hmm. mingling in the stands and smoking and carrying on right. with their oh, yeah. women yeah, yeah. or kids or whatever. I, I told my wife, so you know what? This couldn't happen to me. I'm just right. there. Old right. school guy, and you know when I when I played, it was look. You don't worry about what's in the stands. You don't worry about what's going on besides what's right. happening right here on the football field. Uh, right. You know, to go even turn around and look for somebody in the crowd was not acceptable where I played. And right, uh, right. you know, and I and I like that kind of stuff. I like for right, people right. to be serious, and I think that's I think that's you know. Sliding over, a lot of people associate women's football with that kind of stuff. Right. It's some of what's hurt us and slowed us down along the way. Well, yeah, I mean, take us. You know, it's hard for us to to get a field uh, out here. We finally found one that we've used on a consistent basis. But before then, you know, there's tons of men's semi-pro teams out here in California. And the problem is, is that, you go to a school or maybe to a park and say, hey, we have this, you know, this uh, women's football team, uh, adult team, and we want to use your field of practice. And they tell you no. And you ask them why, and they say, oh, we had a men's semi-pro team came and tore up the field, or they had this go on or that go on, you know. And yeah, so it makes it really hard for us to find a, a field and um no one really ever wants to hear that we're not like men's semi-pro, you know. Um, they don't even want to talk to you about it. So it's, it's a challenge for sure it is. But that's not to say uh, there are some really good uh, men's semi-pro teams uh, out there that do everything right, but it's a bunch, Coach, that just mess it up for everybody. Yeah, it's always one or two bad apples that spoil it for everybody. Mm-hmm. What I always tell them this, Coach, is that, you know what, there is no uh, semi-pro to women's football until right. until they get on the level where women are getting paid to play, then it's not right. semi-pro. And that's I like what that. I tell them, you know. Uh, and, that, and, that, and that sort of separates us, you know what I'm saying? I say, mm-hmm. hey. We're we're on one level here. We're not semi-pro, and uh, right. you know that that sort of separates. You know, we play at a really, where we play at a really really nice stadium. It's a city-owned facility, but uh, they just put down right. two years to four years ago. I'm sorry, they put down mm-hmm. new turf, and it still looks brand new. Um, mm-hmm. But the only reason we get to play there is because our team is a 501c3 nonprofit. All right. these men teams, man, they're calling, hey, what about getting us in on that field? And these people yeah. won't even talk to them about it because just what you said, man, it's always a fiasco. I mean, I, the ref, the head ref that gets me our refs here in Tennessee, uh, he mm-hmm. went and the ref, the, the men's semi-pro playoff game the other day, number two mm-hmm. team hosting, and they had mm-hmm. to quit the game with three or four minutes to go because – like 15 unsportsmanlike penalties in the last quarter because they were getting right. beat too bad. You right. know what? And, and, and what happens is, 
is anything that's not high school or college, we get we all get associated with that. Oh, right. I said, I, and I seen the other day, or I heard that you know this football team they had to call the game three or four minutes. Everybody was fighting, and the people in the stands yep. were fighting, and all that. You know, that yep. trickles right down because we're because we're not a high school or college. We're sort right. of through in that mix. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I actually, you know, I'll tell you, I, I played uh, men's semi-pro for about 10 years, and uh, I just, you know, one day I just said, forget it. It's just, you know, you don't want to, I didn't want to be associated with the drama that was going on. You know, like you said, you got guys out there smoking, fighting, out here, gang banging, and sending threats, and you know, it's, it's no longer about football anymore. But I think what really changed everything, Coach, is social media. I remember at a time when I was playing and men's semi-pro football was good, but there was no Facebook. Uh, MySpace was around, but it was nowhere near where Facebook is. And, you know, I think social media really ruined uh, men's semi-pro football. Uh, you know, I can I recall times where I didn't even know who was on the other team until I got there or if I watched film on them. Now you can go on Facebook and they got these groups and these chats where guys are on there talking trash, posting these videos of them not even scoring, you know, just running the ball. They're just so happy to run the ball. Uh, And it just really watered down men's semi-pro football. I honestly think that, you know, social media was taken away from men's semi-pro football. It might actually – go back to where it was. But for me, I just got out of it because I, I just started to feel like it was a complete joke. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's, you know, I started to play years because I, I was out of high school and couldn't get over it, you know, couldn't get mm-hmm. the football fix and went to play and a buddy of mine and we show up and he talked me into going and, and uh, we're counting us and there was like five there. And I yeah. said, hey, man, how many players y'all got? Oh, man, we got 35 or 40. Or were they all yeah. at? Well, they all don't usually make pretzels. What do you mean? He <laughs> <laughs> said, that. well, they usually, we usually get seven or eight at different times. I said, hey, yeah. man, this ain't for me. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I actually, uh, semi-pro, I went out there just to see if, you know, I could, still do it. I had a really bad injury prior to that that kind of, I didn't think I'd be able to play anymore. And I actually went out there and, I, you know, I felt all right. So I ended up playing and I just didn't stop for 10 years. And I played on fall teams. I played on uh, spring teams. I mean, within the 10 years, I probably won about, uh, I want to say, three fall championship rings and about four spring championship rings. So, uh I was blessed to be on uh, some really good men's semi-pro teams who actually value football, uh, and we practiced, and we did all that stuff that uh, doesn't really happen anymore. Right. Well, that's great. You know, the the part of the one thing that, uh, you know, what we're trying to do here in our league is is make sure uh, that whoever's on your team that's who's on your team. None of this right. roster jumping crap and, you right. know, people playing from when your league's done, they come over here. 
Man, I, right. I, and that's what ruins it. I mean, these men, they, they do so much of that, and they right. never practice. And uh, you know what? Win or lose with who I've got, that's who I'm going right. to win or lose with all year long, um, you know, unless you get a new player or something. But, you know, just to right. jump from a team because they're not any good. Uh, but what I've seen is, is, you know, these teams don't stay. They just come and go, and, and they lose oh, yeah. value. You know, football loses value. For every time a team goes under and another one pops up, they don't stay long, right. another one pops up. And then it just, you know, it loses value. And when you're trying to do something right, uh, right. you know, it just kills you in that aspect. Well, you know, a lot of these teams uh, are built off of emotion, either one uh, – the guy who owns this new team that keeps popping up is because he didn't get any playing time on the team that he played for. So he went and owned his own team so he can play quarterback or something, you know? Uh, and that's a, a lot of the time, that's the way I see a lot of these new teams starting up, you know? Yeah. You know, it's emotional. Yeah. I think teams are being created off of emotion. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm I'm really, you know, honestly excited uh, for women's football. I know that uh, we're going to try our best to come to the WFA championships in uh, Atlanta. We don't live but about 350 miles from there. Uh, man, I, we go. We go to a lot of football games, very women's yeah. football games, you know. Um, right. I've been to several championships and uh, watched mm-hmm. them. And uh, we're all the time, you know, following everybody on on the – or my wife does. I'm not a social media person at all. Yeah, yeah. But she uh-huh. plays and she's, she's always, you know, watching other teams. And uh, matter of fact, we watched some of y'all's games. The last time between the Portland team is how I knew okay. that y'all really got after them. Uh, yeah. You know, it was live stream. That's how I knew y'all really got after them because y'all jumped on them and it was over yeah. before it started, really. Uh, yeah. I know you don't want to never admit to that, but it was. And, uh, right. you know, that's how come I knew you um, had got after them. But that's, you know, we, we're we we're in it for, for the bigger picture. And yeah. I think that everybody that's – you know, there's there's still a lot of me in this sport, but we've all got to uh, be in it for the better betterment of women's football. Period. Don't care mm-hmm. here in California and you play in what league you play in, man. We're we're all in it together, either either way. Yes, women's football. At the end of the day, women's football. Yes, sir. Man, I certainly uh, appreciate you coming on here and talking some good chat. I wish y'all the best of luck uh, in the playoffs. And uh, like I say, hopefully uh, get the city in Atlanta. Yeah, we're determined, Coach. We're not taking no for an answer. Uh, We'll take one team at a time and prepare for them that way. But we won't be denied this year. We're going all the way to Atlanta for sure. Oh, man, I hope to see you there. You got any uh, any special media stuff you want to promote your team on here before we go? Uh, same as always. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, uh, Snapchat, all that. Uh, L.A. Uh, Warriors Women's Football. Just look us up. Um, we do a good job of updating uh, in even day-to-day life, so it's pretty interesting. Check us out. 
There you go. Well, man, I sure appreciate you coming on here. Hey, the best of luck. Like I say, maybe I can uh, uh, come watch y'all play in Atlanta, Georgia. It'll be good and hot. I promise you that. But y'all yeah, used yeah. to Yeah, I hope so. I look forward to seeing you, Coach. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Coach Patterson of the L.A. Warriors, uh, they're 9-0, and uh, going to be playing on the 30th, um, home field, home game, hosting the game. Um, I look forward to them uh, beating the Portland team pretty well again. They went up to their home field and, and beat them pretty bad, so uh, maybe they'll pull out the win. I'm, I'm pulling for them this year, like I say, I'm I want to go to Atlanta and watch them play and um, see what they got. So uh, best of luck to them. Um, Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Congratulations to all the USWFL All-Stars, alternates, honorable mention. Thanks to the head coaches and uh, your staff for donating your time, accepting the uh, the offer to coach them. Uh, Just everybody in women's football, it's been a great year. Uh, for the sport, um, the leagues are getting better. The teams are getting better. All the games are, are tougher, it seems. Um, you know, we've had a lot of really, really close games here this year. I think we've had four, five maybe going to overtime and several just by a point or two. We know uh, women's football is headed in the right direction. We just got to get everybody on board. It just takes time, people. Uh, but do what, do your part. Do what you can. Um, and uh, I, I know we'll eventually uh, get to where we want to be. And uh, it's going to take us all. There's nothing that me or Coach Patterson can do by ourselves or any other coach. It takes us all. Uh, going in together. So uh, I'm going to leave you with those words to think about. Thank JC Hawk Sports Network for doing the show and every week for uh, letting us on here and talk women's football. So uh, thanks for listening. And uh, until next Tuesday night, we'll see you then.